concluding the discussion on the president's address to both houses of parliament in the current session prime minister today delivered a long speech a long speech in fact 5 minutes into his speech or maybe 8 minutes into his speech he turned to the speaker and he said adhyakshi aaj main kuch zyada samay lunga kshama kijiyega forgive me i will take or please permit me to take a little more time today so this was an hour and a half long plus long speech in that he made many points but three points first of all stand out what i will do is i will first tell you the three headline points from this those come also from an analysis and then give you some highlights from the speech and also what these mean and in some cases i will also give you the context as specific as specifically in the case of a reference he made to late karpuri thakur the obc leader who had, who has only recently been given bharat ratna by his government so on those i will give you some context from history as well as we go along so first of all the three big highlights or my three big takeaways number 1 this was prime minister modi's first big election speech for 2024 now you might say that this government or this party the bjp under prime minister modi is always in campaign mode we say that all the time even on those considerations while each one of his any other speeches or statements or his or his party senior party leader speeches or public statements have an electoral message this speech was purely an election speech so this is the bugle for the campaign has been sounded by him in this speech in parliament that's why this speech had so much about the achievements about what his governments have achieved in two terms etc and making comparisons with what happened in the past that is the first point the second point very interestingly the second point is that if you hear the speech or read the speech in its entirety and i will share i will share the link link to the video and in the course of time or maybe by the time we publish this we'll have the text available i'll share the text also with you if you read that you will see that while he's setting up this election campaign his attack in an election campaign even when the incumbent goes out goes out to campaign first of all the incumbent defends their own record and and says i have done such fantastic stuff give me one more term that is natural it's also natural that the incumbent would attack their challengers in this case the, the prime minister has also done that but the important thing is that the prime minister has attacked a party which today does not look like his strongest challenger that is the congress party because the prime minister's challengers bjp's challengers in different states are the regional parties in those states those are the ones who will deny bjp the seats the congress party even if you look at the 52 seats it got in the last election very few of those seats came at the cost of the bjp in fact wherever congress party was up against the bjp it was a fight between the congress and the bjp we repeated this figure to you often enough but the strike rate of the congress party was just 6% so any seats that the congress won in in 2019 or 2014 from 44 to 52 in the two elections very few came at the expense of the bjp so why is he attacking the congress party so much why is he not attacking tmc or ysrcp or navin patnaik's party or dmk those are the parties that that can deny him the seats not even dmk because because the bjp does not matter there so much but 
any of the other parties that can deny BJP the seats, he is not attacking them. He is attacking the Congress party. So once again, there is deeper politics there, which we need to talk about as we go along. And third, third highlight, very importantly, for the first time, the prime minister put a number to, to the seats that he is expecting. So he said, in fact, snarkily, as he often does talk, particularly in campaign speeches, he said, as far as the number is concerned, you've given the number, Abki Bar, and that's because that's because Malikarjun Khadge was caught in that false moment when he used the expression Charso Par. So he said Abki Bar and, and BJP MPs in parliament, parliament said Charso Par. And then he said, then he said, then he became a, a bit more precise. And he said, I'm not saying we may get Charso Par, that is BJP get Charso Par, but NDA will definitely get Charso Par, that NDA will cross 400. Out of that, he said, the BJP will cross 370, which means he's only thinking that the other allies in NDA will get about 30 seats amongst themselves. That's also because NDA as an alliance has shrunk. That is something we've written about. I've written a national interest on it. We've done, we featured this fact in some episodes of Kartak Letter as well, that with the BJP getting majority for the second time, a majority of its own, the importance of NDA has gone down. Many NDA allies have been lost. Shiv Sena was lost and then split. Akali Dal has been lost and some other allies have also been lost. Maybe some new allies will be found, but if the Prime Minister is saying 370 plus 30, only 30 for NDA allies, then some of the likely NDA allies will be wondering what's going on. And this includes Telugu Desham parties, Chandrababu Naidu. So those are the three big high points from the speech. Then we get into some finer, finer points that he raised. So first of all, first of all, I told you the numbers, 372 for the BJP and 400 for NDA. It's the first time that he has put a number to this. If you go anywhere in the country, people ask you whether, they, whether these people might be BJP voters or those voting against the BJP. They ask you, what are the numbers likely to be? So the number has now been put by the front runner in this election. Who's put the target at 370? So basically it's to say, I think I'm getting 370. If you can try, if, if you can, if you want to stop me, try and stop me. That is the target that I have put in front of myself. So that's one. Second, the important thing, again, I will now tell you a bit more elaborately. I mentioned to you, these are all drawn from the first three points that I mentioned. The second one is his, his attack on the Congress party. Now, this probably is his most vicious, targeted and detailed attack on the Congress party. And this thread of anti-Congressism ran right across this long speech. Now, this is again fascinating given the fact that the Congress party is such a weak opposition right now to the BJP because states where the Congress party gets its seats, the few seats that it gets, or states where it's likely to get its seats are states where the BJP does not have such stakes, that is Tamil Nadu, Kerala, maybe a few in Telangana, places like that. Not, 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 not very much elsewhere. And yet, a lot of the attack is at the Congress party. So is the Congress party then a kind of a proxy through the Congress party is attacking the opposition? Or maybe 
it is good politics for him it suits him it, and it's clever politics for him to attack only the congress party to further drive a wedge between the congress and the others who came together india block where he said they used the alphabet i twice to make it more of a ghamandia ego driven alliance that's why they used the used the letter i twice so that was that was a snarky comment from him but see his see his attack on the congress party he said for example he said congress party ki sust raftar so besides other things dynasty rule and all i i will come to that he attacked the congress party for moving slowly moving slowly sust raftar they said they move very slowly on everything he said the congress party is outgoing finance minister in his interim budget in 2014 said that in 30 years india will become the third largest economy in the world and took pride in that speech in india being the 11th largest economy in the world so obviously he he made fun of that and he said that is because congress party moves at a very slow speed and then he used the expression for the congress party and congress style of governances atki bhatki latki atki is paralyzed you know they were accused of policy paralysis from 2010 onwards 2010 to 2014 bhatki which doesn't know its way so it's just wandering around aimlessly and latki which is caught in indecision so that is that is how we describe the congress style of governance as and he said that congress party was building electrifying railways so slowly that the 40000 kilometers we electrified in the last 10 years if we were doing it at the speed of the congress party would have taken 80 years that is 40000 kilometers he said the problem is with the congress party is that they've been they've been trying to launch the same product all all the time that is obviously rahul gandhi they've been trying to launch the same product all the time in the process of trying to relaunch the same product again and again their own dukan their own shop is shutting and he says don't mind my calling your your operation or your organization as a dukan because you are the ones who who use that expression expression about yourselves that's because the congress party rahul gandhi said mohabbat ke dukan in fact they said nafrat ke bazar mein mohabbat ke dukan that was during the first yatra by rahul gandhi the bharat jodo yatra he took cracks at adhiranjan choudhury and he said look you are saying the same thing as other people used to say you are now sitting here i know that you have compulsions you keep running away from here uh, to serve To, to serve the lead, uh, leader of the dynasty that is the fate of all congress leaders in the process malikarjun khadge went to the other house that is rajya sabha from lok sabha in that same process because of the same reason gulab nabi azad who was also leader of the house he's also left the house and he's launched a party of his own so he took that swipe at adhiranjan choudhury and he said what has the congress done and again without naming rahul gandhi he says they've just learned the skill to be a motor mechanic that is because of the videos that came out instagram posts that came out of rahul gandhi learning to repair motor vehicles right or working with motor vehicle repair wala's mysteries he said they might have just tried to learn how to repair uh, repair motor vehicles in the process they put together an alliance and they and they've destroyed the alignment of the alliance that is again using a motor mechanics metaphor and what is this alliance how does he describe this alliance he says that congress party first put together an alliance of people who were who were disparate political forces he doesn't say that that's my interpretation because because he uses the expression bhanmati ka kunba joda now bhanmati ka kunba joda is a very hindi hindi expression so 
I don't know what the exact translation would be. That will be familiar to people who speak other language because a lot of our viewers are from other parts of the country who may not who may not at least know the intricacies of Hindi language metaphor. But Bhanumati ka kunba, in fact, the full metaphor is kahin ki eat kahin ka roda, Bhanumati ne kunba joda. That means you pick up a brick from somewhere, a pebble, a stone from somewhere, put it all together and they say, and then say, this is my household, which means when one doesn't fit the other. So Congress put together an alliance, which was like, like the proverbial Bhanmati ka kunba and after that they abandoned it after putting together this alliance Bhanmati ka kunba an unlikely alliance alliance of unlikely partners after they put it together they decided on their own on, the, on a policy of ekla chalore that they'll go entirely on their own and dump the alliance and in the process he said Congress party has been damaging everybody sabka nuksan kiya they've damaged everybody khud ka that is they've damaged themselves Sansad ka, they've damaged parliament. Vipaksh ka, they've damaged the opposition. Or desh ka, they've damaged the country as well. Then he also pulled out something that we hear, that we read about in other debates, other debates on liberal campuses in the US and generally in the quote-unquote liberal circles. That is cancel culture. And he said Congress party practices cancel culture. What that means is, in his books, that whenever government of India or his government does anything good or says anything good, Swach Bharat, Aap Nirbharta, Make in India, etc., etc., Congress decides to cancel it. So he's used that also to attack the Congress. Once again, the point is that almost 95%, I would say in terms of his attack on the opposition, almost 100% is on the Congress. Some of it indirectly might be on the families on Lalu Prashad Yadav, and, and, and the dynasty of Mulayam Singh Yadav. Those two are indirect or maybe a little bit of Mamta Banerjee as well. That's when he's talking about dynasties and making a distinction between what he sees as a bad dynastic rule and what he also sees a non-objectionable phenomenon of many members of the same family being in politics and doing well in politics, even in the same party. He shows sensitivity to the fact that he's been under attack, that BJP is under attack on the, on the issue of social justice. And that's how the caste census came in and that's how this old idea, jiski jitni uska utna haq. He has countered it, first of all, by giving the author of that policy, of that idea, Bharat Ratna, by owning him up, when so many of these social justice, so-called social justice governments had failed to do this. After all, third front governments have been in power in India, fourth front governments have been in power in India, a Congress government leading the UPA, which included all the third front parties or caste-based or social justice parties or OBC-based parties, they've been in power for 10 years in India. They did not do this for Karpuri Thakur, but he has done that. So first of all, he's done that. And then he says, you guys keep on talking about OBCs, OBCs, OBCs. And you keep saying, how many OBCs are there in positions of power in India? That is a reference to something that Rahul Gandhi said when he said that of the so many, almost a hundred full secretaries in government of India, only a handful, or in fact, just a few are OBCs. That is to underline the idea that OBCs are marginalized in the power structure. And he says, you keep saying that without looking at the biggest OBC sitting in, in the power structure. That is a reference to himself. He doesn't say it's a reference to me, but everybody gets the message in parliament while he's speaking. Then on the issue of Karpuri Thakur in particular, he says the Congress party talks about, talks about OBCs and social justice. 
But in 1987, when Congress party had so much power, they could have done anything. 1987, by the way, is when the Congress party had 400 plus seats in Lok Sabha in Delhi and also ruled most of the states. He he said in that year they did not even let Karpuri Thakur become leader of the opposition. on the ground on the argument that karpuri thakur did not respect the constitution now he said that so i got i called dk singh our political editor who's right now traveling in bihar in fact he's also tracking a little bit also traveling traveling a little bit with prashant kishore to see what prashant kishore has been doing i called him there and i asked him what is this karpuri thakur episode because i did not immediately connect especially because karpuri thakur was then not in parliament he was not then then in lok sabha or rajya sabha so he and deepak mishra who are contributing correspondent from patna they pulled out this nugget the nugget was that in 1987 in bihar assembly it is something that happened in bihar assembly 1987 that is when the anti defection law had been passed so shiv chandra jha the speaker of bihar assembly then he asked all parties and all mlas to sign their support or their acceptance of the anti defection law karpuri thakur wasn't able to give a letter from all his party's mlas supporting the anti defection law and because he was not able to submit that letter in time the number of his mlas who might have written that letter that fell below 10% in the state assembly because they fell below 10% in the state assembly the speaker shivchandra jha said look you have not fulfilled your constitutional responsibility you no longer have the numbers to be leader of the opposition that's why i cannot give you the position of leader of the opposition and he was removed as lop leader of the opposition at that point so maybe the prime minister gave us an overly simplified version of this but the fact is that the real event did happen again the important thing is that the prime minister of india who wasn't active in politics in 1987 he either has so much historic knowledge of his own or has such a good support system that he's been able to pull out this nugget in this debate and to add this in this important speech in parliament the other very important thing and very interesting thing the prime minister said for the first time he's never said it for the first time he talked about dynasty and he nuanced it because as he started talking about dynasty he said the congress party has suffered because of its obsession with dynasty and in the process it has destroyed itself i told you the expression earlier they've damaged themselves they've damaged parliament they've damaged the opposition and they've damaged the country that said as he was saying that some voices from the opposition benches rose asking what about people in your own party what about dynasties in your own party and references then were to defense minister rajnath singh and home minister amit shah now rajnath singh's son is a politician he's an elected legislator from the bjp amit shah's son as we know heads bcci heads bcci is the most key figure in he's not the president of bcci but he is the key figure in bcci he pretty much runs bcci the prime minister instead of ducking it actually joined this argument and he said if in one family if in the same family several people join public life several people become politicians or several people join a profession and they do very well by the dint of their hard work and performance they all grow i have no problem with that the problem 
arises with dynastic rule when the dynasty owns the party when the dynasty owns the party dynasty designs everything the dynasty determines the policy dynasty determines alliances dynasty not exactly his words but dynasty decides everything about the party and where it is established that when one leader of the dynasty dies their son and then their son and then their son or their offspring uh, when he says son he means son or daughter their offspring will automatically take over what he is trying to tell you is that those dynasty owned parties become non meritocratic whereas in a large party like the like the bjp that's the nuance he is making there can be many members of the same family but they will be competing with others unlike members of the dynasties in dynasty owned parties so that's a that's a distinction he has made in public for the first time and that's where for the first time in public he's also talked about the fact that there are many dynasties within his own party as well and it is through this nuanced distinction that is trying to justify one but attack the other now i would suggest to you i can't take an hour and 40 minutes explaining to you a speech of an hour and 40 minutes it's a, it's it's a, it's a speech with many profound lines and many many lines that we will we will analyze that is friends and his adversaries will both analyze in fact adversaries in particular they will be they will be unwise not to analyze as they go ahead particularly as the campaign the campaign is being set up this finally what this speech underlines to us is the value of parliament that parliament is a place where people come and make their most important statements this speech is probably one of the most important statements made by him and his party in the past 10 years and this is a speech for history and there are many speeches like that most of these made in parliament but many made elsewhere also that is the reason that is the reason that the print has started a series called great speeches and these this is a this is a series on great speeches in india's independent history since 1947 in fact the latest in this series was something that we published just a couple of days ago it was lal bahadur shastri's speech in 1964 when the country was going through grave crisis i will share a link with you and if you go if you go on that hashtag you will also find other speeches in the same series in fact if you have any ideas and suggestions on which speeches we should feature going ahead please do let me know we have smart bright people who will go to the archives and they will get the text and where possible videos as well so that these are now available for posterity